Hey, welcome to the Empty Glass Podcast. This is Matthew. This is Stephanie. But this is actually Stephanie. You used my joke from last week, you dirty scoundrel. And that is actually Matthew. Hi, how's it going? Hey, man, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Well, I know you're... I'm good, but I know you're not actually good because you just spend about 20 minutes trying to figure out a fucking thing until you found out it was a Discord. Discord's fault, yeah. I mean, isn't that just the way it goes? Hey, at least I didn't have to, like, redo our whole, like, thing, you know? Like, at least I didn't have to, like, start from, from nothing. So, that helps. Yeah, if you guys are listening to... Well, no, I was going to lead that this is a recorded... That it is recorded, just is not recorded, on Twitch. Yeah. It's live on Twitch, but it's going to be recorded in other podcast uh, formats like our uh, Spotify and shit. So if you're listening through there, if you're one of those people, cool. Hey, nice to have you. But also, this would have no impact to you. So me bringing this up has absolutely no impact to anybody whatsoever. And also, we're not even popular enough to really have people to be impacted by us. So with that being said... Uh, this is a podcast before I go to New York. I'm going, I should be in New York less than 24 hours from now. Nice. Um, at the time of recording, uh, Hey, Stephanie, I have a question for you. Sure. Go for it. Why is our podcast listed as ADHD? Yeah, I don't know. I've been trying to like change the, I guess where it's supposed to go. I mean, I guess we are all over the place. Um, I write down my topics. I mean, maybe maybe you're the AD and I'm the HD. Yeah, that's fine. I could be the AD and you can be the HD. Your, your attention deficit and I'm just high definition, baby. Just high definition, that's right. Yep. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I'm, if, uh, if anything happens on the plane ride tomorrow on my way to New York, this is my last one testament, essentially. Yeah. And I like how this says the special pre-recorded episode when we are recording it right now. Yeah. This is just meant to give everyone a headache, including us. <laughs> so <laughs> Extra yeah, this should be across the board. Yeah. We should just call this one the headache inducing episode. <laughs> sure. That works for me. No, no. Keep it pre-recorded. Only the, only the true empty glass fans, you know, we'll all know. two of you. Yeah. Only all we'll two know. of you guys will know. Yeah, and by two of you, we mean literally Stefan and ourselves because we're the only ones watching this shit right now. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, currently. Um, currently. But I saw a fuck ton of movies this past few days. Oh, yeah. I saw five. I watched five movies. I watched three in one sitting, and then, wait, can I even count? I watched four movies this week. <laughs> um, three in one sitting, and then one just kind of on my own. So, and I'm pretty sure that you've seen none of these. Okay. Or no, 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 no. I'd take that back. Maybe you've seen half of them. Okay. I watched, so starting off my, my night, I was like, I'm going to watch Nightmare Alley, the Guillermo del Toro, Bradley Cooper, Tilda Swinton, uh, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, the guy from Jason Bourne, who I forgot his name. Nice. Uh, Excellent movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Have you seen it? I haven't. No, dude, you see some Bradley Cooper dong in that movie. Uh Oh, you get the dong. <laughs> no, you don't. You're lying. No, he's in a bathtub and you see it. You even see how he cuts his cuts his jib down there. Oh, no. And it's really it's really interesting because that's the only time you see any other bit of nudity in the entire movie. And it's just so out of nowhere. It's just like I'm. 
I guess this is how people feel. Like some people feel when like a woman just randomly takes off her top in a movie or something like that. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. But it was just so random because it just, I don't know. It's kind of sexy. I, I fu- I'd fuck them, but <laughs> what's the name of this yeah. movie? Nightmare Alley. It's on HBO Max right now. I, I highly recommend watching it. The acting and dialogue are fucking chef's kiss, man. It's so, it's so good. Just hearing these people talk about, uh, for example, there's a there's a guy who's a magician or former magician. Just him talking about his like process and everything like that is so fucking interesting. Everything is done in the most gripping way possible. Willem Dafoe is also in the movie, and uh, yeah, just solid watch. Highly recommend it. Nice. And then I follow that up by saying I want to watch something, but uh, it is a bit of a melancholy movie. Just a heads up. Not going to say anything more than that. Um, then follow that up with watching the movie Antlers. Okay. Have you heard of Antlers? I have. They're little things like um, deer, deer got. You're correct. But have you heard of the movie Antlers? I have not. <laughs> okay. Um, I was kind of looking forward to this one. I even bought it on Blu-ray. Uh, it looks pretty interesting. The trailer is essentially like a kid picking up dead animal carcasses and feeding something in his room or house, whatever. And I watched it, and it wasn't bad. It was okay, but it it was really weird because it seemed like it was trying to go for the deeper horror that's kind of popular right now, like Hereditary, The Babadook, and stuff like that. Um, like the the main woman in the movie is a teacher, right? And she don't say right like you know. <laughs> I know. I've seen this movie three times, dude. Oh my bad, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult you it's like okay. that. Okay, you could just you can just forget about it for right now. But it might I'm be sorry, bad. man. Well, you know what? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to be bogarting the conversation here. So go ahead and finish off where I was starting. Go for it. Okay, so Antlers. Um, there was a guy. No, no, it was a girl. It was a girl. Oh, you're, I'm sorry. You were thinking of her brother. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please continue. And then, and then um, they have a dog that they're feeding. And then they okay, die. Okay, so Stephen has, Stephen has not seen this movie. <laughs> no. Wait, did you say they die? They die. Oh, Stephen has seen this movie. Oh. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, that was just uh, a lucky guess, man. Just a lucky guess. No, that, well, maybe it does happen, maybe it doesn't. But essentially, uh, this kid's meth addict's dad gets like bitten by a Wendigo werewolf type deal and starts turning into a Wendigo werewolf, uh, which is basically something with a lot of weird antlers. The special effects of the monster were cool when it stood still, but when it started to move around, it was just heavy CGI and it's like, ah, okay, this isn't scary. Um, and, and like I said, it was trying, it seemed like it was trying to go for a deeper horror situation. Like the main girl, the teacher, she was previously sexually abused by her dad as like a little girl. And there's like a scene kind of early on in the movie where she's having like a flashback and it cuts to like the dad naked, like on her bed with like a toy crying it's like holy shit this is some dark stuff like yeah what how how are we uh how are we going to handle this how are we going to talk about it how are we going to move forward with it literally barely plays any factor later in the movie so it seemed like it was trying to go for something deep and then just doesn't pay off like at all what the fuck yeah i mean and someone can say like oh it paid off to her wanting to help this child whose dad is turning into a wendigo werewolf um but it, it really doesn't it's so it was just, it was okay for me. Uh, I wasn't really disappointed. In it just, okay. So Stefan, with those two bleak-ish movies, can you guess the third movie I watched? Another bleak movie that I've never heard of? 
Oh, you've heard of this one, baby. Okay, what's it called? Eraserhead. Oh yeah. Have you ever watched Eraserhead? Yeah, it's like part of the it's like part of the Criterion collection. That's like um, one of the movies yeah. they make they made us watch when we when we were doing film school shit. Yeah, it was by uh, David Lynch, and yeah. holy fucking shit. I have dreams like that. Like literally David, I watching that movie. I'm like, wow, these are like what my dreams are like. Should I call a psychiatrist? I don't know. Maybe, um, David Lynch is a pretty good director. I'm jealous, jealous of his hair, man. I want his hair, his haircut, yeah, everything. It's funny. It's not funny. It's just, it's fucking drip, dude. Damn. <laughs> Which makes um, it LOL funny. Kind of. I mean, have you seen anything else of David Lynch's aside from Racerhead? Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Let me look. What else has he done? He did Dune, which yeah, what, like which he cites as one of his biggest like failures of his career. He says that himself. Right, right. He did um, the phenomenal Twin Peaks show. Yeah, Twin Peaks. Um, I definitely remember Twin Peaks. Yeah, I've seen Dune. Is that like all he's ever done? No, he's done a, he's done a bunch of weird art house shit, which is interesting because you know he has he's kind of a name like people know him but he hasn't really done anything super mainstream which is yeah he did like this he did this short recently the monkey right monkey thing yeah and i was like did you watch that i did i was what did it's called what did jack do yeah that's it that seemed like such a you movie yeah uh it was okay oh he did the elephant man yeah which that's that's an excellent movie uh, but aside, drive. yeah, so, a Cleveland show. What the fuck? Probably just an actor in it or something. <laughs> no, dude. David Lynch was head writer for the Cleveland show. You're kidding. <laughs> of course I am. You dumb fuck. Are you serious? Okay. Well, I'm glad you're kidding because that would have been weird. But it, it did show up like under his name for some reason. Probably because they made some random joke and people were like, "Oh my god, he's in the Cleveland show." Uh, he did the movie called Blue Velvet. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I have not, no, but I know it launched uh, someone's career. Yeah, I can't. The co- the guy who's in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. No, dude, the the fucking um, mayor from Portlandia, Kyle McLaughlin. Okay, no, not him. He was in a bunch of Dave Lynch shit. He was in Twin Peaks and he was in Dune. And he was in Blue Velvet. That might have yeah. been a Blue Velvet movie. That no, no, because no, no, no. Dune was before Blue Velvet. Uh, was it really? Yeah, or like a year before. What oh, the okay. fuck? Yeah, weird. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. Then I have no clue. Two years before Dune was 1984. Blue Velvet was 86, and I'm talking about Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper is the one Dennis I was talking Hopper. about. Okay, cool, cool. But Kyle McLaughlin was in Blue Velvet as well. The captain himself. The captain, yes. Also known as yeah. the captain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our boy, the captain. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and so I watched those three movies. Uh, definitely Nightmare Alley was the uh, crowning thing I watched that night. Antlers being okay. Eraserhead being a fucking experience, honestly. <laughs> like, that's just, that's all you could really identify it as. It's just an experience. Right. right. Um, yeah. I, mad respect for Dave Lynch. And then... The following day, I finally watched Scream 5. Oh, was it good? It was good. Good. Just good. Like, 
Yeah. Uh, that's what I was expecting. It Okay. It was definitely on the better side of like some of the screen movies and stuff like that. Um, it's definitely not as, it's definitely heavy dependent on the first movie. Like all the sequels are for the most part. I, I still kind of think Scream 2 is okay without the first movie, but this one is like everything is a nod to the first movie. And the first movie is, is meta. That's why people like Scream, I guess, because it's like super meta. Though I think the I think the joke can only last so long. I, I think the joke is perfect for the first movie. Like when you first watch it, you know, and they're making jokes about the horror genre and people who are making jokes about horror movies, it's funny. But then you get to this movie and they talk about requels for about five minutes. And like, it's not, it's not poorly done. I, the directors who did it also did um, Ready or Not. And I, I actually really liked that movie. But they also did this one. And it's like, yeah, this is a requel, not quite a sequel, not quite a reboot. You bring back the original people. And I'm just like, this, I, I can see why a lot of people have fun with it and like it. Like I said, I also had fun with it. It was okay. It was good for me. But at the same time, like, this shit is too on the nose. It's explaining the joke a little too much, you know? Right. Um, and then, I don't want to spoil anything. The, the reveal of who the person is, I like half of it. And if you've seen the movie, you probably know what I mean. Um, it's still generally new. I don't want to spoil it too, too soon or anything like that. But I liked half of the reveal right and then and then david arquette uh nev campbell courtney cox original the original three from the original movie they were all good they're always kind of good uh nev campbell and courtney cox aren't really in it too much but david arquette i think had the most nuance to his characters i i really appreciated that nice and this movie just came out recently right this is the newest of the screams yeah it's it's technically just called Scream, but it is like the fifth one since it's the... Right. It's a direct continuation it, from four or what? Yeah. In fact, the way they describe it is also like, you know, Star Wars, basically. Even in the movie, they said requels are so popular. Even Star Wars is doing it. It's like, yeah, you don't have to be so on the nose about it. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. It is true. And like I said, that's the charm of Scream is that it addresses these motifs and movies and stuff like that. And there are parts of it that really work and some parts that don't really work too much. Um, and then a, a big thing that I kind of liked in this movie is they talk a lot about like how this generation really likes elevated horror, like the well-written stuff. Like, like even I was even saying earlier, the Babadook and uh, hereditary and stuff like that. That's usually what people are going for. And it kind of plays at that, like, yeah, but what about just good old fun of slashers? And I'm like, yeah, I, I love cheesy fucking horror. Schlocky and cheesy horror are really fun for me. <laughs> so yeah. I dig it still. I like, a, I like a balance of the two. I don't want necessarily one to, like, completely overshadow the other. But I think, like, any horror movie, you should have some, like, campy aspects or kind of funny scenes. I just don't want to be bored. And I can be dragged into what I was saying about Nightmare Alley. I could get dragged into good dialogue. I could get dragged into good setting. I could get dragged into fucking a failure of a movie production that, you know, doesn't someone who doesn't know how to make a movie and there's just terrible writing happening every five seconds. Like I can find fun and entertainment in different categories of things. I, and I don't have any pretenses before I watch something so I can enjoy it. 
But right. if while I'm watching it, if you can't drag me into, you know, what you're trying to sell, which in this case is your movie, then at that point I'm like, okay, I'm bored. This this movie has failed to grasp my attention. Not saying it's a failure of a movie, but it has failed in its attempt to get me to say yes to this movie. The other day, Rose was watching some, maybe you'll know the name of this movie. It was a movie about witches and Sandra Bullock. The bitch. Oh. Oh, that's the fucking, uh, the sisterhood, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Well, she started watching it and I was like, what's this movie about? And she was like telling me and stuff. And I came back later and she was watching The Shining instead. And I was like, whoa, you changed it up. Did the other movie finish up? Like the Sandra Bullock witch movie? Whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know right now. <laughs> practical she, magic practical magic and she was like uh no actually i didn't finish watching it and i was like why what happened and she was like um the sisters were at like their mom's house or something and they started making margaritas and they like came downstairs and they're like you put the lime in the coconut and she was like i'm done i'm not watching this anymore <laughs> well yeah it's an 80s rom-com it's not a horror movie by any fucking hugh grants in it or no, that's not Hugh Grant. It's, a, guess, it's like a Hugh Grant lookalike. I don't know. I guess it just didn't vibe with her as well as it used to. And that's that like bored aspect. It's like, why is this scene even here? You know? I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of reminded me of that. So she changed it to The Shining instead. She's like, The Shining's just easier to have on in the background, horror movie-wise, over this Witches of... No, that's Witches of Eastwick I was thinking of because I talked about... Practical magic. Right. Practical magic with fucking... With Nicole Kidman as well, with uh, red hair and bangs. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) But yeah, it's Um, like they they, you put the lime in the coconut and that was the line for her. You know what I... um, There's a guy I watch on YouTube, Elvis the Alien, and I actually like his videos quite a bit. Um, You put the cheese in the Lunchables, Matt. Oh yeah, that's what it reminds me. The cheese and the lunchables. That's what it always reminds me of when I hear somebody sing that song. Yeah, we were on a road trip to Bernie one day, and I've, I think it was like something with like a heavy beat, like someone's about to start rapping, and I'm just like sitting in the front seat with Stefan and just start going like, "You put the cheese and the lunchables." It completely ruined Richard and I. We were fucking floored. Uh, You're a dirty liar, because Richard was not in the car. Maybe it was just you and I, or what? No, it was you, me, David, and your brother, Caden. Oh, okay. Because remember, we were helping out uh, B- Bernie and Bernie? Kirby. Wait, Kirby. Kirby, Kirby. and Bernie. Kirby and Bernie. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, we were helping out him move and stuff. That's right. And then I got trapped in an attic where I sweated to death. <laughs> and then the, now we're just talking to a ghostly form of you. Yeah, I'm me dead. You'd be very dead. Me, me dead, boy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, oh, so yeah, you, so what I was saying, want, you don't want a movie to have anything that bores you. Oh, so what I was saying about Elvis Alien, um, guy on YouTube, I recommend checking out if that's your kind of thing. He does, there was a point in time, he doesn't really do it anymore, but there were some of the videos where he's talking about Nicolas Cage movies, for example, and how they're he likes it because they're like a meme of a movie, and I fucking hate that description of a movie <laughs> like i i actually like it strikes a chord with me for some reason because i'm just an asshole that gets angry at everything but when someone's like oh this movie is such a good meme and stuff like that it's like why i hate when people use meme because it makes it seem like you don't have your own opinion it's just in a zeitgeist of social public activity more so than your own opinion or you just like this or like that and i, I feel like he kind of developed a little bit because he got away from that 
necessarily word. He just found, he just said it straight up. I'm like, this is why I enjoy this. Is what I don't enjoy. Um, but yeah, it's a certain, I, I can kind of understand the base level of like, it's stupid, but it's funny. Like a meme. Memes are stupid, but they're funny. Don't, don't phrase them like that to me because I will punch you in the face, but I can, stupid shit can be entertaining. And that's pretty much the end of that particular segment, I guess. Well, there you go. I, I, I think there's a happy balance and I, I, I personally try to err on the side of like when I watch a movie to not take it too seriously, but also to try to like get myself immersed in it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, for fuck's sake, my favorite horror movie is American Werewolf in London where you have Nazi zombies, Nazi werewolves, not even Nazi zombies, just Nazi werewolves that shoot up a whole bunch of kids. Like, I fucking love that movie, and it's schlocky as shit. <laughs> it sounds horrible. At least it's not as bad as that one. We were watching another uh, werewolf movie. What oh, the werewolf movie? cop. Werewolf, werewolf cop. Werewolf cop. And we, yeah, where his we dick stopped, explodes. Yeah, that's like right where we stopped watching it. Is that? I really like, wanted to finish it. I was enjoying it. He's taking a pee. And you yeah, see his you, penis, and then his penis grows to like the size of a watermelon, and fucking explodes into a werewolf penis. Yeah, I really wanted to finish that one. That movie was boring as fuck up until that scene started happening. Honestly, I was done with that movie right when that scene started happening. I was like, no thanks, I'm good. And see, this is where like all my fucking talks of like quality and shit, and where it's like, man, why couldn't this be good? And then you see this side of me of like, God, why couldn't this be worse? Because if it's worse, it's more entertaining. <laughs> I like, I like shitty things, honestly. But it, it has to be like endearing to some degree. Right. It can't be entirely like gross for you to be like, I, I can dig that. But I don't know, exploding werewolf penis, dude. That's kind of up there for me. <laughs> Bro, such a meme, such a meme. I love it. <laughs> it. Kind of is a meme, but you know, it's a gross one. Yeah. Hey, that meme life though. So recently, <laughs> um. Uh, been trying to kind of get Rose into like first person shooters. And I guess the way I eased her in was Left 4 Dead 2. So we played a bunch of Left 4 Dead 2, but now we're on to Halo and we're playing the first Halo together. It's pretty cool. Is it me you're looking for? Halo, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in, in your, your grunts. Eyes. I can see it in your plasma grenades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I want to tell you so much. I'm Master Chief, bitch. Yeah, whatever the fuck. I couldn't think of a single quote from Halo just now. Because we'll I guess Halo- we'll, he's like, we'll make it. <laughs> he doesn't nah, say I don't a know. lot of shit, man. He doesn't say a whole lot of stuff. He's like, he's like, don't get any funny ideas. Yo, the, have you seen the dude playing Master Chief, Master Chef, <laughs> Master Chief in the uh, show coming out? Yeah, that's the guy. Um, he's apparently like a very horrible guy from Orange is the New Black, which is another show I just missed. But uh, yeah, never watched it. But uh, yeah, he shredded as fuck, yo. Pablo Schreiber. Schreiber. Escobar. Yeah. Yeah, Pablo Escobar himself, back from the dead. Selling playing Master much, Chief. Playing Master Chief, you know, something the boys do. Selling, selling foldables and cigarettes. Hey, boys will be boys. <laughs> Yeah, so he's playing uh, Master Master Chief, and I was looking up his. I was looking at the cast earlier, and they had like an image of him just completely fucking shredded. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he probably had to get like extra shredded for this show too. 
But I, I wonder how his voice is going to sound. I mean, okay, hold on. In the trailer, but. let's be honest. He didn't. That's not a fucking necessity thing because he's wearing a fucking suit of armor. Yeah, I mean, he has you're to be have fit. To, no, no, he has to be fit. But I doubt they're going to be showing off his chest and shit like that. I, they probably are because in this version of Master Chief, we're going to see him without his helmet on, and we're going to kind of get to know him as a person, supposedly. Oh, unsubscribe. Yeah, that's I mean, the, I was already unsubscribed. I, did, I didn't give a shit about the Halo show, but. I'm using this as my excuse to still seem like a real gamer unsubscribe because they're showing master chief without his helmet. Yeah. They're going to show him without his helmet. And they're also going to show him like before he was master chief and stuff. I think that might be the only time they do, which I would be okay with, I guess. Cause I really don't care so much about that. I just want the show to have a good story. I don't care what the story is at this point. I just want it to be a good halo story. And that's all I yeah. can ask for. Um, so, Stefan, do you have any opinions about the Apple announcements today? You know, I didn't go over them, but uh, give me the give me the skinny. Um, pretty much, they're releasing a new processor uh, that's going to be super duper powerful. It's going to make everyone's dick drop like ten inches. Okay. Uh, hold on, I'm on I'm on the verge right now. Give me a second. <laughs> There's going to be like a Mac Studio, right? That's the one I'm seeing. Yeah, they're also releasing the Apple iPhone SE. Which, okay, I think I've been on record with like previous podcasts saying like, oh, gimmicks on phones are bullshit. Apple, give a new gimmick because when you're on the fucking, I know you're technically on the phone 13, but you've had probably double that with all the side releases. Like, give us something a little different. D- give us a keyboard. Just change up something, please. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not an Apple user. I, I will flatly say that. So I'm not the selling point to any regard. But I'm like, your phones all look the same. Can you just like do something different? Okay. Yeah, so instead of instead of the t- internal upgrades, of course. So like the iPhone SE just looks like an iPhone six yet again, or a seven or an eight. Um, I'm looking at that now. They got a they got a green iPhone 13 or a green iPhone 13 Pro. Cool, I guess. The iPad Air, okay, um, and then the Mac Studio with the with the Mac Studio display. I'm kind of kind of interested in the Mac Studio because I'm still rocking an iMac from 2008 to do all my audio stuff, and including this. So um, that would be kind of nice, but at the same time, like my shit's running just fine, and it's fucking getting close to 20 years old. Yeah, they're not. They announced a. Um 27-inch 5K studio display for $1,599. Yeah, and I saw that the Mac Studio starts at two grand for the base model. I mean, I've been editing on my MacBook Air, which also has that M1 processor, um, but mm-hmm. my MacBook Air is like a 2020 MacBook Air, so I'm already fucking behind the curve. But I mean, I saw, I saw the new processor has like 256 gigabyte of RAM, which is fucking insane. Wow. Yeah, that's fucking insane for sure. Um, that's definitely um, uh, an alluring factor for me. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm on my MacBook, my MacBook M1. It's a MacBook Air M1, and it's been fine. So I'm probably just going to rock it until it comes time. But... Hey, I don't know. Every year, because I work for myself, I got to make some sort of a business expense. So there you go. That will be, that might be a business expense down the line, but I don't know. I'd rather use two grand towards, towards something else. Cause the editing machine I'm using is already astronomically faster than my PC. And I spent two grand on my PC 
back in 2014. And this Stephen, laptop is Stephen. wiping the floor. Seven, you clearly don't understand 800 gigabytes worth of memory bandwidth. Cool. Um, that's probably and 114 billion. That's right. Not million folks, billion transistors. Wow. That's cool. Well, and I mean, it sounds, some, sounds like some pretty legit shit, but not for me right now. And I'm sorry, Stefan, did I say 50 core processor or did I say up to 64? I don't care about it. This kind of tech shit. I'm kidding. Is it really? You're I mean, already done. <laughs> well, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's very interesting and stuff like that. Um, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool. Um, Te- technology improvements are always cool, but I'm not like, oh my god, new hotness. Need to buy it. So the base model of the studio, the Mac Studio, has a 10 core CPU. That's what my laptop already has. So I'm kind of like, all right. Um, although the next one up has a 20 core up to 64 core cpu gpu fucking humble bragging over here dude chill out trying but i can't man i really really can't yeah i mean the only thing i give a shit about buying right now is the steam deck and even then i'm trying to convince myself not to buy it so there you go yeah i'm just gonna hold off but i mean hey very cool at least they're kind of going away where it's um almost like a Mac it's in between a Mac pro and it's in between a Mac. Um, what do they call that one? They called that one, the Mac mini, you know, that just was like its own computer. So to me, this seems like it's a fun little happy spot. Why does a Mac mini sound like a fucking, it's like a Whopper junior or something like that. You know, it sounds like like a small burger. (laughs) (laughs) Why has McDonald's done that? I don't know. Hey guys, come on down to McDonald's where we got the new Mac Mini with a side of fries. That dude, you got the nail on the head. And speaking of plugs, this is the middle part of the episode, so we'd like to thank where we'd like to thank our sponsor, McDonald's, our big grand sponsor in the sky, Mister Mac McDonald. Mac McDonald went to town to buy a glass of pony, and you guys need to remember that. Um, Anyways. Thanks for listening to the Empty Glass. We're still going. This is just the middle of the episode where we want to remind you guys where uh, we have our podcast posted on a bunch of different platforms other than just Twitch, where you're probably listening at the moment or not. And uh, you can just go to the EmptyGlassPodcast.com. We have all of the podcast distributing apps there. So if you want to listen to us on Spotify or just the podcast app or God knows where, we're pretty much everywhere. So yet again, that's the EmptyGlassPodcast.com. Yeah, and thanks again, Roy Kroc, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, Wait, we'll see who? you in hell when we get there. Who? Sorry, Ray Kroc. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know he you was know sponsoring. What? I didn't know he was sponsoring our episodes, but hey, that's news to me. Well, he's doing it from beyond the grave because he's just such he's just that kind of generous guy that, you know, really cares about funding the small foundations and just really ruining uh, the founders of McDonald's out of money. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so thanks, Michael Keaton. Uh, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of Michael Keaton, is it true wait, that... What? Do you, do you get the joke I'm making? No. I, oh, wait, okay, yeah, because of the movie, because of the movie The Founder, yes. The yes, movie, where, Founder. where Michael Keaton plays Ray Kroc. Right, that's why you were saying was, that. Okay. I was like, if you don't get this, I, no one's going to... Not no one, but a very small amount of people are not going to get it. And considering we only have, like, three listeners, probably at max right now, or seven followers, like... We, I need to make sure not to alienate too hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, The Founder. That was a crazy movie. I forgot about that. It was good. Yeah. So what are you saying? Speaking of Michael Keane, is it true that what? Is he's playing true? Batman again? Yeah, he's going to play Batman again, right? Dude, I've yes, I've talked to you about this so many fucking times. I don't think we've ever touched on it podcast-wise, actually. 
Um, actually, I think we have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I made a po- we made a podcast where I was like, "He's coming back, baby." I'm pretty sure I said it exactly like that too. Huh. Well, now you gotta um, make me look, but. Well, yeah, he was in the. He was like from the get go said that he was gonna be in the Flash movie. And that's pretty much the main selling point for the Flash. Not anything bad against Urza Miller. He seems like a good actor and stuff like that. But the Snyder movies were shit. So, well, you know. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. I didn't direct him. Zack Snyder, you seem like a lovely man. Uh, I'm pretty sure I would enjoy to have a beer with you and talk about things and, you know, see where the night takes us. But aside from that. I, I personally just don't really care for the movies, but I still respect you as a filmmaker. Yeah. Just don't make another DC movie property movie again. And I would be the more appreciative. Yeah. You know, what was a weird Zack Snyder movie. That was pretty good. I, considering I just said, I pretty much don't like most of his movies. What is it? Stefan? Uh, sucker punch. Very weird. We've talked about sucker punch before on the podcast yeah, and I did not weird. like it. Yeah. Very weird. I don't like it. Yeah. It's just the the biggest thing is his movies just look ugly. They're so dull or just single color. They fucking do. And the way he uses his CGI just makes me want to barf. It's not like really well composited CGI. It's like he, he kind of goes more to the obvious side of CGI because he's like, they're going to know. And what's really, What's really annoying is that he has good shots in his movies. Like cinematography wise, like it's very well done, but then the color correction and editing afterwards is just bad or not bad, but it's, it's a very specific taste and I'm not about that taste. (laughs) Yeah. kind of feels like half baked to me. It makes me feel like he's like, don't color correct this scene because that's artsy. And it's like, no, it's just lazy. (laughs) No, but he does color corrected like fucking 300 the entire movie's fucking orange <laughs> like, oh no, yeah i know i know what i'm saying like dude what i'm saying oh, like, is don't, like instead yeah, of okay. like going into each and every shot and being like okay this sh- scene should kind of have this color going for it or this color gotcha thing. yeah he's just, it's just like, one across the board yeah he's just like apply yeah. that filter across the board and it's stylistic and i'm like is it though or is it laziness because i've done that before on commercials when it's not a tr- crazy budget and it's like, I still go in there and I go fix shots that just didn't work with that color grade. You know, I'm still going in there and, and being super specific. Like this shot has maybe a green plant. So there's a lot of green bleed into the frame. So like maybe I'm actually taking away green from the skin tone, but like leaving it on the plant, you know, and I'm going in there and I'm, I'm moving all of my color sliders. And I feel like that's something that Zack Snyder just never did or never cared to do. Or if he has a colorist, he's like, literally do not color this movie. Don't fucking Come touch up with a, anything. Don't touch anything. Come up with don't a filter. Fuck with my movie. Don't fuck with my movie. Come up with a filter and apply that filter. Yeah, Superman, make him gray. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flash, make him also gray. Fuck you. Everybody, gray. We're going to make this gray scale. This movie might as well be in black and white. And that's probably what he told that's, his colorist. Are you making a joke because he legitimately did want to make the Justice League movie black and white? Yes, that's why I'm. That's why I made okay. that Okay. <laughs> because then you don't listen, have to color correct fucking anything. You just, listen. You know? Honey, I don't know how involved you are. I don't know how far your finger is on the pulse when it comes to the DC knowledge. So I was just checking. 
But I do think for him, it is more stylistic than out of laziness. Yeah, I, no, I, I will say that. I definitely, I definitely I'm making yeah. a joke. I'm making a joke because that's what it feels like. It's not true. He definitely has his colors going and fuck with every scene. But yeah, he has, once he hits a vibe, he definitely wants to stay there. And I just feel like it's not, it's definitely done for stylistic purposes. It's not out of laziness. Don't get me wrong. I didn't right. mean it the, when I said that. But I just think, <laughs> I just think he has a different idea of style than what most people do when it comes to cinematography and lighting and, and stuff like that. And that's why I think his fans are so diehard for him is because they also like that same style as well, which is fine. Everyone can like different styles. Like it's perfectly okay. And what I said earlier about him keeping his finger off the DC button, it's like, I mean, there's going to be a million, there's a million Batman movies. There's a bunch of Superman movies like and stuff like that. So I don't really care at the end of the day. I just personally didn't want him sabotaging not sabotaging. I didn't want that. The Justice League movie, whatever, ruining the chance for there to be other DC properties. Cause like, you know, Aquaman was fun. That's another schlocky dumb movie that I actually like, uh, the flash movie interested to watch and stuff like that. That was the only thing I was kind of getting on about, but, um, yeah, his idea when he did the Justice League movie, he's like, these people are like, are gods among men. It's like, then shouldn't they stand out more from the bleak world? Like yeah. the world, the world can be gray and bleak. Sure. But like, shouldn't they stand like beacons, like in that world, which I, I think he agrees with. Cause when you watch the Justice movie, they do do that. I mean, fucking some Norwegian woman sings about Aquaman for about, you know, 10 minutes in a four hour long movie. Thanks for that. Um, so not over that one actually, but, but it was just like, wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense that they stand out larger in color too? I, I get why Superman's wearing the black suit because comics, whatever, but you know, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> Send my piece about it. Did I ever tell you about um, my Zack Snyder story when I was in uh, screenwriting class? Did I ever tell you how I got these scars? <sighs> Did I ever tell you I got these scars? That is the worst impression you've done by far. This is, this is the best. This is my Joker impression. <laughs> Did I tell you how I got these scars? Anyway, um, hey, hi, I'm it's the your boy. <laughs> oh my god, I'm the Joker, baby. Hi, I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> have you, I, have we, have you seen that? No. Oh my, god. I swear to God, I sent it to you. But this, it's just this like large guy who has the Joker like face paint and everything. He's like, I'm the Joker, baby. And it's just. It's such a it. short clip, and it's fucking funny. I'm gonna it. send it to you. But go on with your Zack Snyder bullshit. Oh, so um. When I was in screenwriting class, we had to come up with a idea, like, right, we had to write a story, and I kind of got involved with this story um, where the idea is that we basically, like, took out the sun, so it's, like, humans living on Earth using geothermal, like, heat, you know, to live, and there's, like, vampires that live there and stuff because they've, I don't know, like, there's cults and shit, and... I came up with this whole story and I was like literally working on my script and the guy I was sitting next to, um, let's call him Jack. Greg. Let's call him Greg. Okay. Greg, <laughs> Greg was working on, um, a script of his own and I was like, can I read this? And he was like, yeah, sure. And so I let him read my script. I was reading his, he was just writing uncharted. He was literally <laughs> fucking writing the, the goddamn plot to uncharted. And just like, it's like, it's the whole copy my homework, but don't copy it too much to where it's obvious. And it, it was fucking obvious. And I was like, is this uncharted? Nathan Nake is yeah, a world like famous basically, cave basically, searcher. Yeah, basically that. Right. 
but <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I didn't. Uh, and he was even like, yeah, this is just basically Uncharted. And I was like, yeah, couldn't tell, man. You know, just okay. But he was like, yeah, I would envision this because okay, let me let me get something straight. Greg here was really really good at visual effects. I think I might have even shown you a couple of his oh, projects. Oh, is he the guy who did the Star Wars thing? He did a Star Wars thing, and he did like a, a like an Iron Man thing. And dude, I mean, he great guy. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not trying to put him down. On, I I do want to say as a person who does not know who this great person is, that fucking because he did the Star Destroyer, right? Right. He did like a Star Wars short. Yeah. Fucking incredible. Yeah. The guy, the guy has got some serious talent as someone who's never met this person or anything like that, or never had a class of them. It, if screenwriting isn't his thing, the world is not losing out on anything. He's a great FX. Yeah. He's maker. a great FX guy. I think that's what he's better at anyways. Um, but anyway, he said that, you know, he was envisioning his own movie um, or no, 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 I'm sorry. I misspoke. He was envisioning my movie cause we were reading each other's scripts, you know? He's like, yeah, I was kind of envisioning your movie being like kind of like a Zack Snyder movie and blah, blah, blah. And he started going off on it. And I was like, I really don't like Zack Snyder. And (laughs) you're insulted, dude, Greg, Greg fucking grabbed his heart and he went, oh, he let that noise out. And I was like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I just really don't like him. He's like, no, I respect your opinion. But like Zack Snyder is like my favorite director of all time. Like, that's where all my influence comes from. And like, that's why I want to do visual effects and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hey, you know, good for good for you. I'm glad Zack Snyder struck some influence into, you know, a young filmmaker and like, that's great, but dude, not my, not my speed. And, but he was like, he was, he was pretty upset. He was like, dude, like it so disappoints me. You don't like the table. Just fuck. Yeah. I don't think, I think after that point I tried to get him to, I don't know if I tried to get him to like commission him to do some visual effects for me or what, but he didn't like ever hit me back up. And I'm like, to this day, maybe he's upset. <laughs> maybe, I maybe I should like, I should find out like where he is and like run into him at the Starbucks is like, have like a fucking Snyder cut shirt on and uh, be like, Hey man, I'm looking to get some, some stuff done. I'll pay you for some VX stuff. And he's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. We'll see. If, we'll I, see if that I works. Wonder, I wonder if that would be the case. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was just, you know, he didn't get super pissed at me, but dude, I mean, I, I broke that man's heart that day. You know, what's really weird is that, oh God, I don't want to turn this into the Snyder bashing section. And like I said, I do have respect for the man and I don't think this is good. I don't see this as bashing, but someone will probably get offended, but if you're a fan of Zack Snyder, you should absolutely get why people don't like him. And you should hold the fact that you do like him like a badge of honor. It's like, this guy is my style and I get it. I I totally understand why people other people wouldn't like him or something like that. But in the sense of like, oh my God, how could you not like him? And that's a lot of the Snyder Cut shit. It's like, how could you not like the Justice League? It's like, you can't see it. <laughs> like you, you, it's like, or not in the sense that you can't see it, but it's like, oh, this, this, it's just clearly not to this person's style. Like when I, when I like a fucking, uh, who's, who's like a director with a lot of, I guess, okay, this is more of a mainstream example, but when I like the Christopher Nolan movie, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, literally all of his movies are just convoluted gobbledygook. Like that's all it is. And it's just explaining. I'm like, yeah, but it's done in a way that I like it. I can get why other people wouldn't like it. I can get why people wouldn't like Inception for being all over the place. Although Inception is a great movie, in my opinion, um, it's it's not like a. I get it, and so that's what I'm saying. Zack Snyder is such a specific thing. You fans take pride that you like it, but also get why other people wouldn't like it, and then move on with your lives. Thank you. 
Very well said. It makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like, I like when I like niche things. I like when, like, no one else can really get into it. Like, when I hear someone say, like, oh, I couldn't really get into the shiny, I get that Joker moment of, like, uh, you wouldn't get it. Like, have that. Have the mentality with the Snyder Cut or with all the Snyder movies. Fuck it. <laughs> True. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about it in, like, stylistically, movies that feel like I would have made them. There's really only two that stick out in my mind. I Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And 27 Dresses. And 27 Dresses. Yeah, those are definitely your style. Every time I watch these, I'm like, God, Stefan is such a simp for this writer. No, I, I mean, more so in the way the movie is shot and the way the, way the way the movie works. There's two movies in my head that I'm like, I should have... Like, if I was to ever direct a movie and not know about it, those two movies would be brick which for years i've been like damn like that seems like a movie i would have made you know you you've consistently held brick in a very higher regard uh and also kind of said that so that checks out and then also recently punch drunk love because i recently watched that movie and the more i think about it i'm like dude that seems like a movie i would have directed that's like my style for sure yeah mine's a racer head yeah i kind of fall into that little place too <laughs> sort of Nah. I, I think there's something interesting. I think if I were to make a movie, I would be way too in my head about like, okay, don't get, don't get over conceited with shit. Don't try to be too funny. And I, I think that's, I, I've never been in any position to direct anything. I mean, you've at least like directed like little short things. Oh, you know what? The most thing I directed was that fucking Christmas special we did way, way back when. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, and that was shitty. That's hey, fucking we cringe. should sometimes sit down and watch our old stuff. Oh God, I'm gonna need so much alcohol. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, God, it's gonna be so cringy. And also, there's only aside from the empty glass. Mm-hmm. There's only I think one video I'm in with you for your stuff that you did. So, two, and then maybe two, maybe. No, because it was the fork thing. I wasn't really in a lot of those things because remember, I was a little shit back then that no one liked to hang out with. And granted, I didn't really hang out with anyone also. It was it was kind of a mutual thing. We were friends, but each had our own thing going on. Um, so I was in the fork thing, which I actually did watch that recently because you sent it to me. Didn't you? No, I don't think I sent no, it. No, 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 no. You sent me uh, the fucking VO, anim- the v- anime VO that you did. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then I went to your channel, and you still had the Fork video, so I watched that one. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. And then I... Um, but I mean, yeah, okay, I'll be down to watch some of the Empty Glass stuff. I think the Star Wars, the opening one, was is still pretty funny. Oh, I <laughs> know. I, yeah, dude, that's... So would I scream at you and then later hit you in the nuts? <laughs> I, need to, I need to watch that one again. That was pretty funny. I, I think you're definitely... No, I think I think we're both funny. I, I like both of us in that opening. I like scream the Star Wars opening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> it wasn't, but it's it's definitely it's on the so bad it's good kind of spectrum for me at least. I I like it. Is that, and, is that uh, video still around? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, it's just private. The Smurf video. Oh. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, looks like you, you started to drop off a little bit. 
it was like a it was a network bump or something. It Weird. may have been on my side. Okay, yeah, I didn't hear anything over here. So, oh yeah, the Smurf one that one never got uploaded. Um, because it never it kept, did. Yeah, it never did. I I, uh, I find it pretty cringy. I was wearing that Joker thing. Honestly, that that was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's I think the, they they're all just they're funny in their own way, you know. And I think if you're too yeah. hard on them, if you're too hard on them, then they get they get worse. I'm never hard. Yeah, that I have a, I have a testosterone deficiency. <laughs> uh, getting real on the empty glass podcast in the, last, in the last ten minutes. It's it's why my girlfriend left me. I love it. I'm never hard. Oh God. Okay, you just forwarded me the Star Wars shit. That's okay. Star Wars I, video. Yeah. I am down to watch some of our old videos. I'm also down to listen to some of our VO stuff we did. I'm also down to do another VO thing uh, because my voice is definitely more identifiable now <laughs> like back then i didn't really like my voice because it was all high-pitched and shit and i i couldn't really do voices but now i've i feel like i i can do some decent voices yeah i'm I, not I, just i'm not, i don't just copy you essentially yeah i've kind of like decided you know instead of us this is like where we get to talk about mainstream stuff and and kind of like bring come up to come up for air when it comes to news or whatever and this is kind of like the public side of us but I guess I'd be down um, in the future to do more like sketch comedy or even short film type stuff. I still really like the idea of the raccoon in the in the attic. Um, that's just the one that's stuck with me recently. But I I know more of the that's kind of more of this the this the side of creative stuff that I'd like to do nowadays. And I've always wanted to do like a horror thing, like a horror short. I mean. The raccoon thing will be your thing. I'm don't get me wrong. I'm more than happy to help out in whatever regards you need me to for that because it sounds fucking dumb but fun. I, I like it. Whole point. Yeah. I, yeah, I like point. it. Uh, and then for me, like I've always wanted to do, just like I, I want to try to do a legitimate short horror thing and see how it works out because like, my brain is more attuned to horror because I I bathe in it more mentally and there've been like a couple ideas I've had. I'm just like, Oh, that'd be kind of creepy. Let's, let's see how that would work. We should do it. Um, I feel like we can, it can, it can kind of go either way. We can shoot it in segments to where the story kind of writes itself or fuck. I mean, we can pre plan out the whole thing, but I'd be absolutely down either that or like even just some sketch comedy stuff. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm down to just do things like, fuck it. I mean, I already have enough opinions on the stupid channel that would, probably get me canceled in 10 years. So why not add some video evidence to it too? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Hey, guys, that's the point in life. Why not? Just, you know, why not, you know, when you're going towards that old folks home and you see those defenseless old people that can't do anything. Why not? Just why not? Why not? Uh, I, I was going to take that joke in a completely different direction. Uh, it, you can pretty much imagine what I was going to say. And I was like, mm, I'm not going to say that actually. Well, you know. Yeah, I'm talking about playgrounds. Um. <laughs> so, any other co topics for the <laughs> podcast, motherfucker? Um, oh, yeah, my sister's insane. How so? Explain. I will gladly. Um, so, I'm not... On the train. With Dane? Cook? With Dane, the cook. Because. So <laughs> my, hey, this guy's not Dane Cook. We got Dane Cook on the boat. On the boat, guys. We have Dane Cook on the boat. Woo! No, 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 guys. It's not Dane Cook. It's Dane the Cook. 
He's going to be cooking your meals tonight. Hope you guys enjoy. Is that from something or did you, did your brain create that? My brain created that. Damn. I wish I rolled with it a bit more, but I didn't. Anyway, so how is your sister insane? I'm, I'm sorry I killed your joke. So now your joke is just as dead as Dan Cook's career. Oh, oh but okay. Uh, so how's your sister insane? So she sent me an itinerary for pretty much what we're going to do. Like when I get to New York and by itinerary, I mean, literally it's labeled Matthew's visit and it says, you know, Wednesday lands at 1 PM, get a sandwich at, you know, this specific location or this specific location if he's hungry and then go to this specific restaurant for dinner Thursday, go to little Spain for the day and then get pizza for dinner Friday museum moving image and then bat we're going to go see Batman uh, on Friday. Right. So yeah, Stefan, uh, you're not telling you what to do with your life, but maybe you should see Batman before I get back. So that way we can talk about it next episode. Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, that's, that's like a, over a week in advance. Yeah. Uh, Rose and I were already going to go try to see it like when it came out, but we decided to wait a little bit. So I think that would be more than enough time. I bet we'll probably end up seeing it either this weekend or next week. Banger. Uh, and then she's like, Saturday, we're doing this, 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 and whatever. So it's just like, she's planned out everything to the T and she texted, she texted me. Um, she's like, do you like, do you like museums by the way? Or do you like to go to museums? Nine one one. And I was like, yeah, I like museums. They're like, does she mean four hundred one? Like she's trying to get my update. I'm like, Oh no, it's New she York. She's the nine 11, nine 11 museum. museum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like we both matched up there. Um, yeah. And I was like, Oh, I can't think of anything worse than going to that place. Thank you. But, uh, she told me about the museum of moving picture, which I believe is like a museum all about film. And I'm like, fuck yes. That sounds awesome. It's called what now? The museum of moving picture. Cool. Sounds really sweet. It sounds like a place I would dig a lot. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, I would ask you to go, but I am paying for your ticket. So fuck. fuck no, I'm not going to New York right now. Shit. What? Uh, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? I'm going to New York. I know. Lucky you, but not me. Well, I'm paying for it, Stefan. You know, I'm not You're just. Very lucky I'm, just I'm not using my fucking. I'm not using my fucking trust fund that Daddy bought me. Jeez, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, but no, they they even have the Yoda puppet there. Oh wow. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at some images right now. They got Freddy Krueger's like sweater. They got a bunch of shit, man. Uh, they got Big Bird there. Wow. They got like some Muppets. Big Bird. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he just chills in them. the he just chills in the museum until they need him on Sesame Street. Yeah, so they just have a fuck ton of like movie props from famous movies and shit like that. I got a bunch of masks. Got a Chewy mask in there, um, and molds. And I think I, I mean, fucking, this is the place for us to go. Like you or I would both enjoy the shit out of this. So when my sister said, "Let's do that," I'm like, "Hell yeah, gamer, let's do it. Let's go gamer mode. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go." Yeah, we got a bunch of Star Trek shit. Ooh, they got a nice Star Trek short sleeve. That's hot. Are you pretty like you pretty like caught up slash well versed in Star Trek stuff? Not super. I I have actually thought about watching Star Trek um, because it does have some appeal. I think if anything, though, I'd only watch Next Generation because I like the cast more, and also I love Patrick Stewart. Yeah, you like Patrick Stewart. Yeah. And also, I, just, I like his demeanor more than Kirk. I, I know enough about those two Star Treks to kind of identify that I'm more of a Picard than a Kirk. Yeah, totally. 
I kind of I kind of fall into that category as well. Just because I I'm like I know, I know all the storylines, minus like the new shit, minus the like Picard stuff or like the next gen, the next next generation, whatever the fucking new one's called. I don't even know Star Trek. It's just called Picard. Oh, and next generation, yeah. Well, not next generation because like that's what the show was. I oh, Genesis, Star Trek Genesis. Is that what the new one's called? I think so. Yeah. Whatever, up, whatever the whatever the new one is in Picard, I have never seen, um, but I'm pretty well versed in like the original Star Trek stuff, the original Next Generation show, Deep Space Nine, um, and that's about it. I've seen the new movies too. I've seen all the movies, like Star Trek original series, Star Trek movies. I've seen all of the Next Generation movies, and I've seen all the J.J. Abrams slash James Wan slash fucking Benedict. Oh, Discovery. Discovery is the new one. No, I have not seen it. Um, so I watch a lot of. I recently, in the past like year, got into Red Letter Media. Um, the very yeah, I'm familiar. Top, I'm familiar yeah, with them. I'm I'm pretty sure. I was like, you had to be, but uh, two of them are really big Star Trek nerds, and I've listened to them talk about the Star Trek movies as well as like the new shows and how they feel about it. And as someone who's not an avid Star Trek fan, I kind of agree with them. Uh, their biggest thing is that like, you know, the, the original Star Trek, the appeal of it is, you know, this is a place that's beyond segregation, beyond racism. Like it's just exploring and a, a sense of adventure. And then like the new shows are kind of in the JJ Abrams vein of, Oh, everything's got to be serious and world ending and like blah, blah, blah. And they even go as far as to say like next generation, like the Picard movies and stuff like that. And Star Trek movies also kind of contradict that as well. I'm like, I get that. And that's kind of the appeal of Star Trek for me is that it is just adventure. Nothing like, Oh my God, the universe is going to end unless we do this. No super amazing overarching story. Just going out, seeing what's out there, interacting with different settings. That's cool. And that's kind of, I agree with that. That's kind of where the appeal is for me at least. Yeah, I, I've always um, enjoyed the original series and I do like the old movies too quite a bit like um, the uh, I like the first like Star Trek one, two and three, like, the you know, search for Spock, fucking Wrath of Khan, that shit. And then I did enjoy um, the next generation movies like First Contact and uh, the one with Tom Hardy Nemesis. Yeah, that's Nemesis. <laughs> Are you okay? Sorry. Did you choke on something? Yeah, choke on some water. All right. I'm good. Well, with that, we're uh, just about at time. No, we're not done. We're not done talking about Star Trek. I like it. It's cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm done coughing now. Um, they just released a new gameplay for the new Star Trek game coming out. Have you heard about this? No. It's basically a Telltale game, so it's a lot of like choices and overarching decisions, and they have a Spock in there, an old Spock, that looks quite a bit like Leonard Nimoy. Like They are using his likeness and stuff like that. And it makes me curious, because not only Leonard Nimoy, a whole bunch of other movies, uh, Rogue One did also. Are they paying the family? Are they paying the foundation for these actors, whatever? Like, or are they just using their likeness and just with no repercussion no they're playing they're they're playing they're paying the family and they're paying for the likenesses i would be pissed if my family was using my likenesses and i wasn't benefiting it from it like post-mortem eh. you know 
I wouldn't care. I'd be like, yeah, y'all get rich off my fucking face. I don't care. No, I'd be like, you dirty, you dirty fucking money grabbers. Get your own goddamn money. You know, by this point, I would have also already been buried with my numerous amounts of Bitcoin in my coffin with me in a lock safe so they wouldn't be able to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I uh, refuse to give my family a fucking dime of my money when I die. <laughs> also, I plan on being broke for the rest of my life. So there you go. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. Well, is that the episode? Do you have any other topics? Well, considering that you don't want to fucking chat with your friend who's about to go on a plane and die. Um, wow. Yeah. Like, I, how do you think I feel? I'm like, wow. this is my last conversation probably with my best friend. And he's just being a passe little bitch about it. But anyway, that's today's episode, guys. Thank <laughs> you for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for listening to the Empty Glass Podcast. As always, go to theemptyglass.com. That's where you can find us all over the fucking place. We got a Spotify podcast. Podcast, oh, podcast, dumb shit. podcast. Theemptyglasspodcast.com. Yeah. The Empty Glass Podcast. Don't forget the... the- and if you want us to make a uh, shirt that says passe little bitch on there, let us know because I, I would wear it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you still, uh, you still owe my girlfriend a shirt. I won't say what's supposed to be on that shirt, but you still owe her one. Well, hey man, it's her choice. Um, <laughs> and I, as the winner of that bet, I could give her the shirt whenever I fucking want to. <laughs> well, that bet can, happened a fucking year ago, so you're about to get. Yeah, I still remember it, and there's not a fucking expiration on that bet. I mean, Good. pretty much, if you guys if you guys break up, I'm still gonna go find her and give her that fucking shirt, and she has to wear it because she lost the bet. I don't give a shit how long it takes. I'll come to the fucking old folks' home when we're both eighty and make her wear that shirt. That sounds like a plan to me. Because she lost that bet because she's a loser. <laughs> and you don't can tell her I said so. Call my girlfriend a loser. Well, she did lose. She did. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, hopefully Matt doesn't die on a plane. And uh, we'll be back on our normal day on Thursday next week. Hopefully with some good topics. Hopefully we've both seen Batman by then, too. I know for sure you will have, but I'm going to well, try my damnedest. Y- you know, once again, plane crashing, I may not make it to the theater in time, but right, uh, right, right. And also uh, other fucking occurrences could probably happen as well, you know? Yeah. So it's not a guarantee, but it, you are more than likely going to come back with Batman in your brain. Yeah. If all things goes well, I will. If all um, things go well, you probably will. Yeah. Sometimes it don't be that way, but it do. Sometimes it don't be that way, but it do. All okay. Right, for well, real. Bye now. All right. Bye.